To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 149. Your Opinionated Benchwarmers are back to do what we do best, and that's discuss sports. Boys, we back in the building to discuss an action-packed weekend of sports, an action-packed week of sports. Uh, I don't even know where to start. My mouth is watering to discuss all of these hot topics. How y'all feeling, man? I don't know. You kind of caught me off guard with the mouth is watering. Come on, man. <laughs> Relax. I don't know. All right. I felt a little I'm glad you were going first, Los. Yeah. I feel a little uncomfortable Girl. on this Zoom call as you said your mouth is watering. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. I'm glad to be here with y'all. Bro, stop telling our secrets of how we sound so good. <laughs> Yeah, bro. If I could, uh, if they could have just seen for a second the way me and Los faces looked as soon as he said that, uh, that was a priceless moment. But I'm not going to hold it either, man. It's been a pretty good day, like you said. Crazy weekend in sports. Always a lot of content going, a lot of things going on, and all pretty much the leads at this point. So I'm not going to hold us up, man. We can go in and jump into it. Man, we, we don't know we're going to grow up. When are we going to grow up, man? No, bro. I'll forever have a mind of an eight-year-old, bro. <laughs> Just never, never stop. <laughs> but anyway, uh, like I said, make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, O underscore Benchwarmers, uh, on each of those platforms. And then make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Uh, we see that people are sharing our podcast to their Instagram stories. We appreciate that. We appreciate the love. If we couldn't say it enough, uh, it does not go unnoticed. So we appreciate the love and support that you've been giving us. If you like what you're hearing, of course, make sure that you continue to share with a friend. That's how the word gets out there. There's no better marketing tactic than word of mouth. So uh, let's get into it, fellas. Uh, we had uh, uh, we wrapped up week 13. First of all, I want to say before we jump into this thing, we got the fantasy football playoffs coming up. And in OB podcast league is heating up. But Ramon, I just want to let you know: Are you gonna let me get that by by week or what? I'm in. Th- I'm sitting at the third seed. You sitting at the two seed. You gonna you gonna let me get that by week? I could really use it, bro. Nah, bro, you got no chance of grabbing that by week. Like <laughs> that's, that's over at this point. I don't. <laughs> it's good and clinched at this point. So I thought you wanted me to use some of my commissioner tools to kind of like decrease your points, so I'd w- get a game ahead of you, but. I mean, I you can hit up the other team that's sitting up there, but, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and take that bye week and run with it. Man, how you like your chances? I like my chances, man. You know, As you can see, Los Mighty Quiet on this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Staying on mute over there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have nothing to add to this. 
<laughs> you yeah. gotta be salty, dog. We all have our bad seasons, bro. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I like my chances, man. As long as you know, Squire continues to stay healthy and all that good stuff like that. You know, it's you know, playoffs can be a little bit unpredictable, but I think my squad is there to compete with any other squad that's there. So oh, you think the limit is the roof, the sky is the roof, or whatever my <laughs> the ceiling, choice. yeah. The ceiling is the roof. <laughs> No, nah, man, but yeah, week 13 was very interesting. Uh, I think we learned a lot about, I want to start with the 49ers, a massive matchup that we had this past weekend with the 49ers and the, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And we learned a lot, especially with myself, about Brock Purdy. Um, we spoke about him on this podcast throughout the season and, and you know, a four-touchdown uh, performance. Uh, he, he he played well. He looked the part. And not only that, just to add context in rainy weather, uh, in 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 the Eagles Philadelphia uh, field and, and stadium that's hard to really compete in. It's it's a tough environment, and with how much what was on the line and home field being on the line, the crowd was very into it. Uh, but we saw the 49ers handle the task pretty easily. Uh, we were reminded of how explosive this offense is and how good this team is and how complete this team is and how well coached this team is. But it's a lot of storylines out of this game, but. Uh, I just was interested to know you guys' thoughts on that matchup, on that on that heavyweight matchup that we witnessed. Yeah, no, like you said, man, I think that the biggest thing that I took out of it was just honestly how impressive the 49ers were. Uh, we kind of saw at the beginning of that game, you know, it seemed like maybe the Eagles came out a little bit, uh, you know, kind of a little bit more high in the game, came in a little bit more settled. You know, they were able to kind of march it down the field a couple of times. Uh, but early off, you know, the 49ers defense was kind of in that bend, but don't break uh, type of mentality. Uh, offense got off to a slow start, but um, honestly, once they got rolling, you know, it was really nothing that the Eagles could do with them. You know, they started really controlling that game at the line of scrimmage, and um, I think they had, what, six straight touchdown drives, uh, and that's kind of something that's really unheard of when you talk about the NFL. You know, I think about, you know, honestly, too, the way in which Debo Samuel was, you know, known for talking uh, really after their last matchup that they had, which was in the NFC championship. And he basically said that if Brock Purdy, you know, wouldn't have gotten hurt and if Brock Purdy would have been good for that game, essentially it would have been easy for them. And, um, you know, he got caught a lot of flack for that. And uh, I think that he came out in this game and he backed it up. Even in two of Brock Purdy's touchdown passes, it was pretty much just dumped you know, just dumping it off to Debo Samuel, who took it to the house for 40 plus. So I think ultimately it just once again shows you that when this 49ers team is completely healthy, I really don't think that there's any team in the league that would be able to, you know, really stand a chance or really would be able to beat them when they're fully healthy. You know, when they went on that little bit of slide, we know that Debo Samuel, he was hurt for some time. Trent Williams obviously was out for some time. But seeing them guys at full strength, man, it didn't even seem like a competition. It didn't seem like a game out there uh, in that Sunday matchup. So just yeah. impressed with the 49ers. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that a little bit. Um, I just think when you already we, – we looked at, obviously, the number one seed in the Eagles, right? And we talked about this before on the podcast was who is the team that's going to threaten them the most, whether it's the Cowboys or the 49ers. And I think we all agreed that it was the 49ers. And so when you already have that team that's good, that's already sitting at that number two seed, and they come into the game motivated, as you alluded to, Ramon, when, you know, they had something to prove that, hey, we deserve to be here with these guys. We deserve to be in that championship game. 
uh, last year. So when you look at all those those aspects put into one big old bowl, it, this great this game screamed that the 49ers was going to make a statement. Right. And I think we all on our pick them pick the 49ers to win this game for that reason. And so I'll say this. They played a good game. They were motivated. They came into the Eagles house and whooped their butt, which is impressive. But to me, I still think the Eagles are going to get them in the playoffs. Right. I feel like the Eagles are going to make those adjustments that they need to. Right. And they're going to they're going to pull off a thriller in the playoffs and knock out the 49ers. Yeah, I'm not too convinced. Uh, I mean, after a team, we talked about it last week, right? I mean, the, well, I, you know, the Eagles have squeaked by game to game, week to week. And now that they have faced this this team uh, against the 49ers, they were out-executed from front to end. Um, I wasn't too impressed with uh, Jalen Hurts either in this team. I think it hurt his MVP campaign. Uh, but, you know, it was a game where I felt as though the Eagles had to, you know, make it some sort of a game, but as the, you know, the season is a storybook, right? So we looking at context and we look at how the Eagles have struggled and, and really is a lot of games that I, I even said it uh, two episodes ago. Where I was like, I think the, the, that the Eagles really just lost this. I mean, I really think that they just, you know, the other team lost the game, not the Eagles per se won the game. And just the context of how, teams make those minor mistakes toward the end. So, I mean, I think the Eagles left a lot of questions on, on the field. I mean, we saw the defense, what are their assistant coaches, uh, Big Bo, whatever his name is, get tossed out the game, losing his composure. Um, so I'm, I'm, and you know, I'm, I'm just not convinced about the Eagles. I haven't, I've been kind of on the fence about them. Uh, I do think they are a good team. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I don't know when the 49ers clicking like this, I agree with Ramon. I, I just don't think no one, no one can beat them. No one can beat the, this team when they're clicking like they were clicking uh, this past Sunday. So, yeah, um, no, I, I think that you covered it. And just like we said, just kind of, you know, last point, you know, as you were mentioning, and really these big matchups that they've had, they have dominated thus far this season. I mean, you look at that, them beating the Eagles 42 to, to 19. They had just beaten the Seahawks 31-13. You take it back to them beating the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are a playoff-bound team, 34-3. And then obviously we know how it really got started with that matchup that they had against the Cowboys and beating them 42-10. to 10. So it's like when they get rolling, eh, that's a tough train to stop right there. That's a tough train. Absolutely. And then we saw again, um, you know, I'll say this with the Brock before I switch off of them, because it will lead into the next topic, though. Is Brock Purdy in your top five in your MVP candidates for the season? I mean, right now, I think he's eyes on favorite, you know, for, because of this big game and the things he's done. But I think when the water, when it all settled and the dust settled, I don't think he's your MVP. You know what I mean? Because, again, you look at the I, – and I, I hate to be this guy. It's like you, he's a, he's pretty much a point guard on this team, right? You know, you look at the Debo play, right, when he ran for 40 yards, your couple plays, right? And he's really just throwing it out there. Like how many of these plays are he really being special on, right? You know what I mean? When he has these players that are getting yards after the catch, when you have a, 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 a Christian McCaffrey right there getting you five, six yards a carry – I just can't look at him and say he's the most valuable player on that team. I'm not saying what he's doing is not good. I'm not saying that he's not doing it well. I'm just saying when you look at an overall picture of being the most valuable player in the league, 
I can't look at him and say, okay, cool. You know, I'm comfortable calling him the MVP over guys that are doing more for their team, right? I really feel that if they can get a service or quarterback with those weapons around him, anybody could pretty much, not anybody, I don't want to do that, but I feel like if you get a service player or quarterback in that position, people could be successful, right? We could look at somebody like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been in that same system, who looked magical in that system, right? When he had Debo, when he had Kittle, when he had Christian McCaffrey, he looked good in that system, right? But then he goes elsewhere and we see that he's just an okay player. And I and that's the same thing. I, I kind of see the same similar thing is because of the system, because of the players around him is why he's doing so well. He's just not the person I think will be the MVP at the end of the year. So yeah. who is your MVP favorite? I gotta go with Hertz. I mean, I don't let I don't let Reese Bias change that for me. I think Hertz have done enough. I think yes, he lost his last game, and it will in 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 um and it hurt. But if you look at the game previously, no pun intended, huh? And it hurt. But would you look at this previous game or before this game? How he went into overtime and beat the Bills, put the team on his back, and you look at all these games that have came down close. He's had these clutch moments where he showed up for his team and he's been special this year. I, I got Hurts as my favorite to win it by the end. No, oh, I got, I got Brock Purdy as my favorite. Uh, what he did going into the Eagles and it wasn't close being a team 42 to 19, 314 yards passing four TDs. I, I mean, I, I saw some throws. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't, you know, but I have seen some throws that Purdy has made that impressed me. Uh, I don't think, is he a better player than Jalen Hurts? Of course not. But, you know, when you look at the body of work and what he's been able to do with the 49ers and, and then going into Philly, a tough game, that was an MVP game right there. That's his MVP moment, you know, as, as far as, you know, as, you know, as the season goes. We still got a little more season to go, but, you know, and what he's doing, I agree with you. He is surrounded by a lot of talent, but why should he be pen- why should he be penalized for that? You know, that's how I look at it, but – yeah. No, I mean, I I definitely can see, you know, both of y'all sides of it. You know, I do think that kind of your initial question of is he a top five candidate? I think that's definitely a shoe in. Like he's a top five candidate right now. You know, I think the the odds that were released on Monday, he was actually tied for first uh, with Jalen Hurts, guy that y'all have mentioned. And then the guy that to me would be the polling favor for MVP right now for me personally even though, of course, they did also have a big-time loss to the 49ers. And I think that a lot of it is going to be figured out uh, as it pertains to this upcoming schedule. But I think Dak Prescott, to me, you know, will be the guy that I look at at MVP, yeah. as MVP right now. You know, you look at a guy that he's, he sits up there record-wise with those other two. You know, I know the Eagles still have a game advantage, but he's right there in the mix of that. To me, he's been playing the best at his position you know, for I would say at least the last six to seven weeks, you know, so far the season. And, um, you know, I think that honestly and what he's been doing, the way that the Cowboys have been rolling, the way that that offense has been rolling, the way that it also, you know, your fantasy team has benefited from C.D. Lamb rolling because of what Dak has been doing. Um, You know, I think that he would be a guy that I would look at to me as the MVP favorite. Um, And then I, I look at it as well, too, as you were talking about with Brock Purdy, of really kind of those tough weeks that he had when they did have some injuries, when he didn't have Debo Samuel and also too, when Trent Williams was down, he had some games where he struggled. You know, we look at even that Minnesota game where he threw those two interceptions, I think may have had an, another turnover, a fumble or so in that game. 
Uh, obviously, he wasn't impressive against Cleveland with the 125 yards that he threw for. Uh, also throwing two picks against Cincinnati in that game. So he kind of had a little bit of a stretch there, you know, where he really kind of struggled. And so uh, that's just why I still would have him ultimately probably like third on my list. But I do think that without a doubt, he is an MVP candidate. Um, and it wouldn't shock me if he were to get it. Yeah, I just, again, I'm not going to let the most recent game affect my my reasoning for Jalen Hurts because, again, if you look at the string of games, the last previous games of teams that he's played, he's on a run, right? He had played the Chiefs, beat the Chiefs. He played the Bills, beat the Bills, right? He's beat the Cowboys this year. He plays the Cowboys this upcoming week again. And, of course, he lost to the 49ers. With all that being said, he still has the better record than the 49ers. And I just look at, again, the body work across the year. And we look at the MVP race every year. It normally goes to the quarterback of the winning or the best record, you know what I'm saying, of that of that team that year. And right now, that's Hurts. And I just I just can't take it away from him because of that one game. Uh, Just second thought, too. I honestly feel like it's a down year for the award. Like, I really don't feel like, for me, yeah. any of these guys, I'm not like in, and then you in gotta most throw, seasons. You got to throw in Tyreek Hill for just just – giggles the type of year he's on pace to get yeah. 2,000 yards receiving so you know it, it you know he'll never get it Christian McCaffrey could make a case for it you know it, you know I agree Ramon it, it is a down year for the award that's why uh, this year is a year that Brock Purdy might emerge uh but I don't uh, like I said I don't feel good about it like I like I did now it's time to talk about a former NFL MVP Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs they just dropped another game against uh who was it it was they were Green Bay Green Bay, they were heavy favorites there. You know, not to take anything away from Jordan Love and company. Jordan Love is playing very well this month, has had a good month of November. But the Chiefs, man, I, I think that, you know, the the blaring thing that I see when I evaluate them and watch them, their games, they don't have that 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 true playmaker anymore. I mean, I got you. Kelsey's still great, and he's one of the greatest tight ends, I think number two for me of all time under Grunk. But as far as, you know, who Kelsey is and and what he can do has been limited and clearly he's not uh, right. And we've talked about that on previous episodes, but you know, what, what blares out to me is they don't have that receiver or that, that, that go-to receiver guy. Rasheed Rice could be there. He's just a little too young right now, but you know, it's just that they're missing that guy and Patrick clearly can't do it all by himself. Right. Yeah, no, no, I 100% agree with that. You know, I think that that's something that we have talked about throughout the course of this season is that the Chiefs really have a different identity than we've seen from them for years. Like, I really think that when you look at the team at this point, and it's crazy to say it with a team that has Patrick Mahomes at quarterback and has a guy like you were just talking about in Travis Kelsey, but their defense is more impressive than their offense to me at this point. Now, the defense wasn't the greatest this past weekend, so I might be putting my foot in my mouth with that. But overall, <laughs> throughout just to me, the totality of the season, I think that their defense has held them afloat more than what their offense has been able to truly produce. Um, and I think that it came with the mentality that they started trying to invest more in that side of the ball and didn't, as you, you know, both of y'all talked about Tyreek Hill in, in different ways, but you know, as you talked about, you know, not really wanting to pay a guy in Tyreek Hill to have him long term. Now it's really sacrificed the weapons that Patrick Mahomes has around him. And so um, when I look at that team in Kansas City, 
I don't have a ton of confidence in them. You know, my confidence rests just because I feel that Patrick Mahomes is, you know, one of the top two quarterbacks that we've ever seen play this game. And so that's where my confidence rests, you know, in him making something out of nothing. But as we see, even in the game that they lost to the Eagles, you know, he, he made one of the best passes, one of the best throws that he can make uh, to MVS, and MVS just couldn't come up with it. So yeah, we just bench MVS, but like, why is this dude still getting reps? I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Dang, he, <laughs> that was a really hot button right there. <laughs> was MVS on your fantasy team or something? Or I'm just, no, bro. I'm he's just, you know, he ain't making my lineup. But he's just a scrub, he, man. I know he, he like, cost a lot he... of betters a lot of money on that on that game. Uh, they had the Chiefs winning it. I, let's just say that. Yeah, but but in just saying all of that, man, I am, you know. I feel that we probably, oh, I don't want to speak for y'all, but I think that a lot of people, more people are losing confidence kind of in the Chiefs and what they may be able to do from a long-term standpoint in this season as far as really being a true contender and having a chance to win it all, you know. And I think that that just lets you know how depleted their weapons are if you feel that a team with Patrick Mahomes is compromised and may not have a shot at winning it all. Yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs are a disappointing team, right? You know, my team, I know I got on this podcast and talked about how I absolutely want to tank and tank this up and do this and do that. And now we're six and six. And I only say that because if the Chiefs beat the Packers, that puts the Rams as a seven seed in the playoffs. Like, how did you go into this game and lose <laughs> the way that you did? It was a little disappointing watching that because, again, I was rooting for the Chiefs. I thought it was all but done. I was just like, okay, yeah, the Packers been struggling. They missing they starting running back, all this, this, that, and the third. Like, there's no way Jordan Love's going to come in here and shred them. Man, they had Jordan Love in there looking like Aaron Rodgers, man. I, he really looked well. Um, yeah, he Watson, looks fun. You know, I'm sorry that he got hurt during the game. But, again, he was coming on, you know. Uh, so, again, he's a guy that can't stay healthy. Aaron Jones can't stay healthy. But they still found a way to – keep beating or keep their foot on the pedal against the Chiefs. A little disappointing in the Chiefs, and I definitely this is a down year. When you have a team that's already lost four games this year and they haven't lost four games in the last two years combined, that's a little little alarming to going into the playoffs. And the Bills, too, a team that we had probably going too deep, a team that's in the middle of the road, just the Chiefs, the Bills. Who knows what's going on in the AFC right now? Yes, sir. a little foreshadowing to the upcoming matchup that they have. Well, yeah, well, you could you could just forget about it this week because y'all got the Ravens. I don't have y'all coming remotely close to winning that game. Don't sleep, man. Don't sleep. Oh, look at him now. He's singing a different song. Right, now. he didn't flip now. He ain't gonna take <laughs> more no more. <laughs> hey, bro, we we far away from the top ten now. I might as well just lean into us at least trying to win these games now. Like what? What been six wins? You're not gonna get in the top I, I, ten. I tell y'all what, it's been what third almost thirty minutes into the podcast, and I have not mentioned my New Orleans Saints. I'm done Shocker. talking about them, man. Shocker. I'm done talking about them, man. That's how pissed I am. Until they fire P. Carmichael and Dennis Allen, I ain't got nothing to say, man. Hey, no oh, you protesting? How you boycotting? Huh? Uh, but anyway, we'll move on to some monster matchups next week, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. You got the Buffalo Bills against the Chiefs, which probably is not that exciting as it would have been how the Chiefs looked last week. But the Bills don't look that good this year either, so it still should be good. 
And then you have the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Fellas, I need some predictions on these, man. I got – I got. Uh, again, we ain't seen much from the Cowboys beating good teams. I think they only beat one team over 500. So I, I got the Eagles, man. I got to roll, keep continue rolling with the Eagles. I think the Eagles bounce back after being embarrassed in front of the world. You know, I got the Eagles winning that one. I'll start with that. Yeah, I'm the same with you on that. Eagles don't have too much to add. Man, I'm going to have to go a little different here. I think the Cowboys come in with a little chip on their shoulder. They can't, got a massive win with the Seahawks. I feel like Dak, you know, like Ramon spoke about, put himself into that MVP category with a big win. He's been playing great. I think that the Cowboys will feed off that energy and they might pull it off. The Eagles maybe possibly in a little slump, you know, but I'm looking at the Eagles at home. I mean, I'm looking at the Cowboys at home, which will, you know, they always play well at home. Uh, but flip side, Bills, Chiefs. Uh, I got to go Bills on this one. I just don't trust that offense over there in Kansas City. Um, I'm going to go Bills to take care of business. I think the Bills, they're actually coming off a bye, too, as well. So they had two weeks of preparation for the Chiefs going into this game. Um, And I think just the firepower of the Bills offense and what they did, and they finally woke up these last couple games. Um, And I feel like Josh Allen is finally catching a rhythm. We'll see how they do coming out of the bye, but I got the Bills winning. Okay. Yeah, man, that's how oh, man, that is a tough one. That that's to me tougher to pick than I felt about the Eagles and the Cowboys of picking this game. And I'm literally back and forth with it. My mind right now is still going to say the Kansas City Chiefs are going to pull it out. I think Patrick Mahomes, man, it's just even you though just with the weapons number. with Patrick Mahomes, man. I got to go to Bills here. The Chiefs defense looked terrible last week. Um, I don't know how you fix that. They got depleted. They made John Love look amazing. I think although Josh Allen makes a lot of mistakes, one thing he is, he is a top 10 quarterback in this league. Uh, top eight, I give him. Uh, he's slipping out. I, I give him top five. He's slipping out of my top five, though. He's like five. Okay, like no, five don't put half. him top three after that. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly. keep watching up. Yeah, yeah. He'll be top five in my he'll but he's five, but I think he'll he'll be serviceable. I think they get a big win again against the Chiefs. Uh because I think they have some major problems, but um yeah. So I I mean, I mean I'll just say this quickly. I think y'all just need to start listening to your boy, man. I'm, I've been leading in this pick them every week. You know, I think I got a three, four game lead now. Here we go. You guys might need to start listening to me on these close matchups. I might know a thing or two. Here okay. we go. Here okay, we what's your fantasy team record in OB League? Oh, okay. Why are we not talking uh, dynasty? That's, you weird. Don't... That's weird. You only bring in one league. Hey, <laughs> I can talk weird. both. I can talk both. <laughs> well, guys, that'll wrap up the NFL segment. I'm, I'm very excited for these matchups that's coming up. Uh, but as we head into it tonight, as we record this, we've had two games take place last night. We got two taking place tonight. We'll get into that in just a bit. Uh, but the playing tournament, you know, just to start off on it, man, I was skeptical at first. I'm recording and documenting um, Ramon and I about talking about this, <laughs> about this in-season tournament. Uh, but I must admit on this podcast, man, I might have been wrong about this one. I am really enjoying this in-season tournament. I'm enjoying the, co- the competitiveness. I'm enjoying the intensity. You get a little taste of what the playoffs are. You're getting the guys really motivated. The guys seem really bought into this, as I've discussed before. I'm a huge fan, especially because my Lakers play tonight, the Phoenix Suns in the knockout round. So by the time you hear this, you will hear the result. You will know the result of that game. I've been looking forward to it tonight. 
Uh, you also got the Bucks and the Knicks squaring off. Uh, we can start off with last night. We saw the Pacers and uh, the Pacers and the uh, uh, the Pacers and the, uh, the Celtics. The Celtics. The Celtics. <laughs> oh, why did I draw a blank on it? The Pacers and the Celtics, and then we saw the Pelicans and the uh, Kings. Kings. Very good games. Again, very close games. Very competitive. Man, what are y'all thoughts on the in-season tournament? What were y'all thoughts about last night? And then we can get into tonight. Man, looking at that, the two matchups last night, they were both mouth-watering. You know, I'll just have to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> now you see what I'm talking about, man. Now you see what I'm saying. Now they were both mouth-watering. Man, I mean, just it's this was the closest thing that you can get to playoff intensity in the middle of the season, in December, right? You listen to the crowd, right? You look at the Pacers bench during that game. When you watch that game, this is a team. The Pacers are a team that don't have a bunch of high-paid players, right? So they're excited to move on closer to that 500K grand prize in the trophy, of course. Um, you know, so it's exciting to see these young guys. Given, if you look at the odds going into this last night, the two teams that was odds on favor to win lost yesterday, right? It's just one game, right? This is not a playoff series, seven games, okay, we need to make adjustments and see you next game. It's none of that. You got one game to show your stuff, to show up or get knocked out, right? And that just goes to show you that a young team like the Pacers came into that game, knock out the odds-on favorite Celtics, which was impressive, right? They showed up this young talent that can score, right? They scored with the best of them, and they made the right – made enough for the – made enough buckets at the right time yesterday and it was impressive and then you look at obviously the pelicans and the kings game right the kings in sacramento right you have a young very young um rail ran well coached pelicans teams coming to their house and we we know the buzz that's been going around with sacramento and how they've really changed their culture and light the beam and all these different things over there in sacramento they came in their house and they handled business too. Again, a team that was not the favorite going into that game. I'm just excited, man. And tonight, hopefully I can keep this excitement. Hopefully I'm not embarrassed by the Lakers tonight. They can show up and the next time we have this podcast, we'll be talking about Lakers wins. Yeah, no, like y'all have alluded to, man, the, the in-season tournament has created, you know, an additional level of hype. It's something that, of course, that we've talked about previously you know, has worked really well in Euro soccer and all that kind of stuff. But I think the thing that, you know, we kind of look at as well, too, when you were just talking about that one opportunity, that one game, it's kind of weaved in a little bit of the NCAA tournament vibe to the NBA. And, um, you know, kind of that winner go home mentality. These teams are, are definitely going all out. And um, I think that it's, you know, really giving and showcasing even some of the young star talent that we have really in this league. You know, you talk about that Pelicans matchup and kind of what those guys when it did out there, the way in which Brandon Ingram went and performed out there. You know, the Pelicans, the thing that was kind of scary about it was that, honestly, even what they did, it wasn't a, a major performance from Zion. Like it was a, you know, he still is Zion Williamson and his impact on the floor is still going to always be felt. Um, but it wasn't even a big time performance from Zion. You know, you saw a guy and um, and like I say, Brandon Ingram kind of lead the charge and then Herb Jones and the way that he's been playing. You know, I didn't really expect that offensive output that he had because he's really more so of a guy that's known on the defensive side of the ball and really kind of their defensive leader. Uh, but to see the way in which he came out there and played was, you know, crazy. So the hype of the tournament. 
has been great. You know, it ain't nothing that I can really say at this point to really knock it or say anything negative. Uh, but you're seeing some true, uh, I guess, kind of young stars rise to the table. And I think that that's one of the exciting pieces of it. Yeah, you see Tyrese Halliburton get a triple-double last night. That's, you know, his emergence. You know, we know all know him as being drafted along with De'Aaron Fox. And ultimately, they traded him to the Pacers, um, you know, in, in, in stride to try to get their – to make their team better. Uh, but, you know, you see another – look like a – I don't know if I'm quite ready to say it yet, but after last night in a competitive game and a, and a play, he might be entering into that, that star, you know, that star category. Uh, what y'all think? Did, did the oh. I'm gonna ask y'all right now. Did the Kings trade the right point guard? No, yeah, I mean, yeah, man. De'Aaron Fox is special, man. De'Aaron Fox is really, really special. I'm not ready to say that. I so mean, right, who, so right now, you still say De'Aaron Fox is better than Halliburton? I mean, De'Aaron Fox has an All Star game on his belt. I don't know if Halliburton had that yet. Yeah, I, I, I'm not ready to say yeah. that. Ramon, you ready to say that? I think it's a legit conversation. I don't know, too. I, I mean, I just wanted to stir the pot a little bit. So I don't know if I'm ready to say <laughs> I, that just I yet. Think, I think but I think it it's a, a legit discussion. I mean, I think if you're looking at the teams, right, and if they said, okay, cool, you make this deal, and this deal is going to get you um, Sabonis, right, you yeah. can pick the one that you want. Because, again, they're both making such an impact on their team. I say they're even, and it was a smart deal for Sacramento. If they said no, maybe Sacramento wanted to give up Fox. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And they and they said, no, we actually want Halliburton. And they say, okay, cool, we'll keep Fox. You know, they probably gave the team the option, honestly, if it was going to bring them back to bonus. Yeah. So I'm going to ask y'all this as well, too, follow-up question to that. Cause this is something that I saw floating around for social media for kind of weeks. You know how they always kind of had that, that one got to go. So one got to go. I'm going to give y'all four names. I feel like I know which way y'all might go with this based upon hearing y'all feedback already on this De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton. But one got to <laughs> go. So Anthony Edwards, Shea Gilgis Alexander, De'Aaron Fox, and Tyrese Halliburton. One got to go. And then after that, I'm going to ask y'all to rank them one through four. Say that again. Why are you putting this on the spot yeah. like this? <laughs> all, right. all right. I'm going to say it again. Anthony Edwards, all right. Jay Gilgis Alexander, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton. One got to go, and then I got to hear how y'all rank them one to four. I'll all go right, first. I'll... Tyrese Halliburton got to go. And then if I was to rank them, I'll be – all right, Shay, Anthony Edwards, then De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I always when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking about this from a team build situation and who I want to put and who I would think make my team better. Um, so my player I'll have to go is Fox got to go. And then if I rank them, I got Anthony Edwards just from a standpoint of just selling tickets, from a standpoint of just putting people in the seats and he can be special. Edwards, Shea, um, Halliburton and Fox. Okay, so so it's it's kind of similar, but we all still are slightly different. So I am also gonna be in the camp of Fox gotta go, but I do have Shea as number one. I got Shea one, and then I got Anthony Edwards two, and then I got Halliburton three, and then give me De'Aaron Fox four. But I don't know. Goodness, just, the best, crazy, best, man. the best player. That's crazy, man. The best Tyrese player on that group. I would have a good shot. Have yeah. a first good 25 games and y'all ready to just get rid of Fox, man. That's that's crazy. 
Halliburton nice, man. Fox busts out here every time we get fir- like first view of how special this guy is. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is on y'all, man. Nah, <laughs> man. Give me De'Aaron Fox. He nice, bro. But they both nice. Like you said, Tyrese is is he's he's creeping into that star uh conversation. But Shay, man, Shay is just a Shay is just an animal, bro. Like he's just a he's just different. He's just he's really different. And I like Anthony Edwards just because his mentality. But you know, Shay, man, he 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 had he does it all. But you know, that was pretty fun, man. So y'all looking forward to tonight. We got the Knicks and the Bucks and the Lakers and the Suns. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it, uh, but you know, like you, like when you hear this, the listeners hear this. I don't know if I'm gonna give my prediction because they're gonna hear this and it, like tomorrow and they're gonna know what happened. So, nah, you like, gotta stand on it, bro. That's that's gonna let them know if, if you yeah, you gotta you stand on with yours. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I think the Bucks will take care of business against the Knicks at home. The Knicks are just too inconsistent, but. Uh, for for the Lakers and the Suns, I'm gonna lean towards the Lakers. We're getting a little healthier there, so I'm, I'm expecting us to 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 play a little better. We had we have our some of our per, best per, better perimeter defenders back, and Rui and Vandy may be playing tonight. So if they play, I, I like our chances. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Knicks. No, I'm just kidding, man. I'm gonna go Bucks. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the two favorites tonight. Again, it just feels weird because I went two favorites last night, but today's a new day. I'm gonna go Lakers today, and Bucks too. Today is a new day, yeah, brother. I'm gonna make it, it simple. Same two picks, man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, we're gonna get up out of here. With thank you for rocking with us this long, man, on the podcast. If you made it to the end like this. We appreciate the love and support. Make sure that you are locked in and subscribe to the podcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I don't know if I said No, it's Google Podcasts, whatever, Stitcher, what I say every week. And make sure that you're locked in. Get those notifications when that content come through. Until next time, we are out of here. Later.